Hello everyone, today I interview Janisha, a beauty queen turned entrepreneur who started her business in uh, Southeast Asia. She's based in Singapore and she's the founder of Soul Rich Woman, a community to help women build their businesses in Southeast Asia and to work on their financial independence, career and personal life. We talk about what it's like to manage a business in Southeast Asia, how she helps women get started with their business and manage the technical and admin stuff, and whether there is an opportunity for others to come to Southeast Asia and start a business. Very interesting episode from a different kind of perspective. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage, and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Arminta, and Matthias. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm interviewing Janisha, soul-rich woman who is uh, now in Singapore, but a Southeast Asia entrepreneur. I'm very excited to interview my first Southeast, uh, well, first entrepreneur here in Southeast Asia. So, hello, Janisha. Welcome to the show. Hello, Araminta. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm very excited to uh, get into this. Before we do, though, can you please tell us uh, a bit about your background and who you are and what you do? Hi, my name is Janisha Alora. I'm the founder of Soul Rich Woman. We are a Southeast Asia largest uh, female entrepreneur network connecting over 200,000 entrepreneurs across the region. So what we do is we help women to go from offline to online to get more clients, gain recognition and to you know, create a positive impact in the world. Uh, besides that, uh, before before all these things happened, I was a cafe retail chain owner. I had built a business from scratch, and then we grew the cafe retail chain to four to three countries. So we had seven outlets, and uh, we had eleven licensees, seven franchisees, and after four years, we exited to a public listed company owner. Why do I want to go online? Uh, well, because uh, I find that um, I was an image consultant back then, bef- even before I started my cafe retail chain, and I had to you know, work and I get paid, I work and get paid, and then if I don't work, I don't get paid. So the time and the duration you know, to transit over online was quite an interesting journey for me because uh, you know, I was trying to piecemeal stuff together, and, and then you know, even though... You know, I was an image consultant. I said, okay, I know what can I do to really, really go online? So eventually I did cross over. I, I learned all the skill sets necessary. I spent uh, almost $100,000, you know, investing in courses and trying to find out what exactly and how exactly it works. And eventually in 2012, I crossed over. Um, I made $100,000 in three months and a million dollars in uh, 12 months. So that's how I eventually got online. But you know what? I was not aligned because even though I was running a, a cafe retail chain during that period of same period of time when I was doing online, I just felt that I needed to um, help uh, women. I wanted to do more for women because having gone through a lot of shit since 14 years old, you know, I had to support myself through school and I had to, you know, teach and put food on the table. It, it, it's, it's tough, you know, for many, many years, you know, I was bullied in school and, and I said, you know what? 
all these years of experiences, can I put something together? Can I help women to, you know, shortcut their success? Whether is it in their life? Is it in their business? Is it in their health? So that they too can succeed easily because empowered women empower others. Nice. You just answered like three of my questions in one go. <laughs> so <laughs> perfect. Um, okay. That, that's very inspiring. And uh, it's interesting to hear how you got into woman empowerment. Uh, a lot of people, I think, get into it uh, through that, through what you're saying, you know, personal struggles and then uh, wanting to help others. Um, what do you think were the main obstacles when it came to starting, whether it was your cafe retail business or uh, soul rich woman? What were the main obstacles that you encountered? Wow, at different phases, there were like different obstacles, right? So the first thing, the first thing that happened, I uh, would say in going online was to really shift the mindset because to go online as an online business owner, if you take your offline business mindset, it's not going to be easy to be found, right? But what, what I'm really you know, was facing was because I was a beauty queen, right? I was Miss Singapore and then um, I was in, in radio, on TV and, you know, th things like that. When I crossed over to full-time entrepreneur, I mean, of course, as an image consultant, crossing over to the cafe retail chain, um, you know, I pitched to, because I do a lot of PR and marketing and, and I was telling the editor of the Business Times, uh, Business Times and then he, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm now doing this. I'm running a cafe retail chain. We're going to three countries. We have franchisees. You know, we've won the, uh, we've won the uh, award, the franchise and licensing award. And 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 then he was like, you know what, Janisha, you are, you know, this ten years, you know, we wrote about you. I've seen about you. You know, you are more suitable to be in the lifestyle section of a lifestyle magazine or a beauty magazine. You are not suitable to be in our business uh, news at all. So at that moment, I got a shock because it's like, what? You mean what? You judge me because of my history, because of my past, because of what I've done? And, and that was a rude awakening. But you know what? I, I take no for an answer. I don't take no for an answer. And what I did was I rebranded myself. Um, I did an entire year of PR campaign for myself and rebranded myself as a, an entrepreneur running a cafe retail chain. So that in itself is all about, you know, finding your message. And even though people can, you know, say things about you, just remember that, that you don't need to take no for an answer, right? And when I was doing Soul Rich Woman, I was helping women to go from offline to online. I was really helping women. People were judging me, right? Because I don't know why, but somehow we gathered feedback. It's like, you know, you are helping women. So why, why do you want to help us? You know, why should we believe that you're actually helping us? Because history is as such that, you know, when why women kind of like um, don't, don't really know or don't really know what it really is collaboration. It's always like maybe in ancient history, one man has like five wives, say for example, right? And then it's like, okay, so everybody's fighting for that attention or fighting for that, uh, you know, to be number one. So, you know, there's this whole thing that's going on. So what I did was I showed up online every single week, every single Wednesday, even though I was based in Indonesia. It was like, webinar Wednesday. I was there online, 9 p.m. shop for one entire year to show up so that, you know, I can really, really help uh, women uh, by showing them that that's possible, my online experience and how do they make money online? How do they find financial freedom online? And that was how it got started. But you see, 
it didn't just end there. We had to help other women succeed as well, right? So success is all about, you know, seeing is believing. So when more women saw other women's success because of the platform Soul Rich Woman, seeing is truly believing. And that's when zero viewers to 10, to the first 50, to the first 100, to the first 500 people. And then of course, the rest is history. And then that's how we built our community, right? Uh, that's how we focus on really showing the results. I find that cut through all the fluff, especially now that online is super noisy, super, super noisy. And anybody can say that they are credible. They have been there. They have done that. Check, always check and always check and always see the fruits of their labor and the people around them that they have helped and how they are other lives that they have touched. Because when a woman changes her life, her entire community benefits. Yeah, I like that. Okay. And really, what I'm trying to understand is what exactly a woman who join your community what is your definition of success for them? Like you're saying financial freedom, but you're also saying starting a business, but you're also saying like there's a lot of different things here. So uh, a woman who joins your community, what, what are they? Like empowerment also means a lot of different things. So what exactly are you trying to help them do? I guess is my question. So we talk about for women who love the F word, for women who own the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. So being the F word and keeping the F word in mind, we help women through our uh, Soul Rich Woman Blueprint, something that I have put together after all these years of experience uh, to shortcut their success. So we look into their fabulous, being fabulous, how you can be confident online. Okay, how can you, you know, really look good and feel great online and be aligned in terms of authenticity? How can you speak the same voice, right? Being, uh, being, having freedom, okay, meaning that you can, you know, you are a mother, you have kids and you have to juggle your husband's schedule as well. And then all these things. Now you can do two to four hours a day, okay, and still be able to build a business, okay, a side hustle or a business that can help you to be financially independent. Now, you can start by earning the first thousand, the first five thousand, the first ten thousand, and then that's how you have a voice in a family. You can do more for yourself. Don't need to be uh, what we call dependent fully on your husband, even though he's taking care of you. That's great, right? But what if you could have this uh, income that you can truly, truly own and call it uh, your own independence and your own um, decision making and have a voice to to do that. So let me give you an example. We had this lady who came to us. She had been a corporate secretary serving C-suites for the last 20 years. So she quit her job after 20 years, Okay, came out and do a business on her own. She tried to find customers online. She was good in web design. She was good in kind of writing. But three years she called herself personal branding coach because she thought that using a website or using writing to help people brand themselves. But three years, little or no customers. So I said, you know what? You have to distill this further. Online is very noisy. What exactly are you doing, right? So I said, what exactly are you passionate about? So she told me, she said, oh, I'm passionate about writing things, right? And I'm very good with, you know, back then as a corporate secretary, I was able to help uh, people, my CEOs, my boss, be able to manage their schedules and social media creatively. So I said, okay, great. So you are a content marketing coach, more of that. 
And then uh, your superpower is actually being able to write the 10 different things of the same thing of that one thing. So which means if you're a female entrepreneur, you are a business owner, she will be able to help you and uh, to write 10 different ways or 10 different ways on social media to launch a product, that one product or that one service. So she was like, wow, great, you know. And she took this whole messaging and being fabulous, being more confident now. She knows that she's assured and knowing that she can work from home and still be able to take care of the family matters. Well, she went online. She did that in 15 days. She made $7,360 in 15 days once she got the F word right, right? And it was not just because uh, she was not, she was already going round and round in circles for the last three years. But this whole movement, she got it that she needs to be owning her superpower and knowing her voice online and being really real so that people will actually chase after her and pay la to her, you know, and not, you know, she's like trying to find all the crickets and then there's no income coming in at all. Yeah, I see. So you're really like consultant really in there helping people start their businesses. That's that's interesting. And moving on from that, actually, um, I think our, our listeners would be very interested in hearing what it's like to start a business in Southeast Asia specifically. So I'm guessing your country, uh, your country, your business is based in Singapore. You travel around Southeast Asia quite a lot. What is that like? Is it easy to start a business in Southeast Asia? And could you maybe walk us through kind of what it's like? Yeah. I think the first thing is always to, if you want to do a business in Southeast Asia, is always to find that message. First thing, step one, find a message, find a voice, you know, and really, really distill it like the example I've given you earlier. Um, second thing is to really build a brand. Uh, when you find a voice, a movement, uh, you, you build a brand and a movement where people are converted from being of just a follower um, into, you know, into someone who believes in that identity, right? So in Sorich Women, what we do is we shift them, right? So just as you doing a business in Southeast Asia, I really think that um, it's a really a very broad spectrum. But what we did right was we are able to shift and give them a culture to shift them into a different identity or what we call um, what we call the alter ego, where they are able to wear a superpower, a cape, where they can really, really shine, right? Because maybe at home they suffered from certain uh, situations, they are not as confident, or they are not able to do the business uh, well or as well, you know. So when they come into the community, they are able to shine. But in Southeast Asia, truly, truly, really find a voice. Uh, I think it's applicable all around the world as well. Too is to really, really understand the pieces of the culture that you're building for your business and not just to just be the... It's just never about the product, even though the product is important, but it's never just about the product. So um, like I said, uh, yeah, I mean, you you were saying that, you know, we're doing consulting work. Uh, well, we focus a lot about community. We have digital products. We also have a, a digital marketing agency as well. So we serve women on different prongs and we allow them to do the networking online. And what I found traveling Southeast Asia is that we are culturally very different, whether it's in Malaysia, whether is it in uh, Vietnam, or whether is it in uh, Indonesia, or even in Philippines. So let me just give you an example. Having traveled Southeast Asia, um, like in if you were to go to Malaysia, I mean, where, where you are at, uh, only one out of five companies are owned by women. 
So we want to help women to really, you know, grow their business and eventually become business owners. And a lot of them cite reasons why they are not able to do their business uh, because they, or they, they, are, they are saying that their lack of skills or, or being afraid to step out, right? Because of, you know, being at home for so long, how can you st- step out as a stay-at-home mom? So we do a lot of uh, uh, workshops, not by me, but by my, our partners and of course online as well. Uh, how can you really, really step out and then achieve that? In Hanoi, Vietnam, I would say it's a whole different ball game. When I went to Vietnam first uh, two years ago, uh, you know, it was really a big flop for us, okay? Because you use the Singaporean mindset or you use what you think is entrepreneurship mindset to go to your country where they're still talking about being confident as a woman. How do you get out of the house? And, you know, how do you actually eventually stay confident in your own career and then having a side hustle? So they are at a different stage of their life and their business. So through this, Failures, I will say failures, and through failures, we learn, we pick ourselves up and realize that different parts of the world has different different uh, needs. So for Hanoi, we do a lot more on confidence building and uh, how do they really have a side hustle within two hours to four hours a day after their work. So that's what we focus on within that um, that place. And then like for, uh, for Philippines, a lot of them are on online marketplaces. So they their tendency is to buy low, sell high. They don't really build brands. So when we uh, conduct sessions there, our partners conduct sessions over there, it's all about focusing on how, finding their voice, going back to the foundations as we've just uh, mentioned, finding their voice, finding their message. How are you different? You know, why must people buy from you and not buy from another person? Because if you want to compare apple to apple, orange to orange, someone will o- always be forever cheaper than you. So if you want to go price war, that's that's not what we are helping women to do is to really, really focus on finding that message, finding their voice, being authentic online so that they can really, really own um, you know, their freedom, their financial independence and being fabulous. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. And what I was asking pretty much, which is how to localize all these different countries. I've done my fair bit of traveling. So I've been to Singapore, I've been to Vietnam and a bit around Malaysia. And, and I'm now living here in Kuala Lumpur. And it's very interesting to see um, that everyone is in different stages. I wouldn't say just woman, but in general, like the economy, the startup world, everything is in different stages. And that's what I love about Malaysia, which is where I'm living right now. I'm in the startup world and it's like it's baby stages compared to what I'm used to in Europe. So there's much more opportunity here for me as a fintech uh, writer, because I'm like, you, this is this is You know, the people are just starting out. They really need someone like me. So actually, I was going to ask, do you feel that there's much more opportunity for maybe outsiders to start a business in Southeast Asia um, or for entrepreneurs to, to come to Southeast Asia and start something new? Yes, I would say that there is uh, definitely more opportunities because uh, where internet has just opened up, I mean, even though internet has already been around for a long time, but really the rise of going online uh, with the push from, of course, Alibaba. Uh, I've been, I, I went there last year uh, to Alibaba headquarters and I was seeing how Taobao and Alibaba has pushed the whole momentum of going online in Southeast Asia and experiencing it firsthand from the business owner's from Taobao and Alibaba itself has really, really shown me that we are on the right track. That's why our platform only do offline to online and we really want to help uh, 
women to do that. So that's why for your listeners, right? I mean, like, is it is it great to start a business? Is there an opportunity here? There is definitely an opportunity here. Um, but like what I said, it's all about localizing and going. You really need to be there, you know. So that's why I think the the uniqueness about us is that we are we have local partners and and we have you know we localize the context. We teach it to the people over there in their country and that and the people teach it to their own people because they know their neighborhoods better. They know their community better. They know their neighbors better than us, right? So even though we are online, we have our own offline structures as well. But you see, to reach out to people in, in Southeast Asia, um, online is, is, is pretty the way to go. Like we have a Myanmar team as well. Uh, let me let me share with you. When we went to Myanmar in 2012, 2013, you know, internet was like 500 USD for one uh, card to even do a phone, uh, buy a SIM card. 500 USD, okay? And I can say that during that time, they have not really fully opened up yet. However, because of the people inside, you know, we're playing the cash flow game. We're helping them to see uh, how to, to be financially free, financially independent. And that's how we tune their local mindset to adapt to the world, right? And they use only Facebook. Uh, in Myanmar, back in those days, there was no Instagram. So if people were to come to uh, Southeast Asia thinking that they are on Snapchat, uh, that's a whole different ballgame, a wrong mindset altogether. So that's why, you know, understanding or joining a network that is very strong in Southeast Asia is super important because we understand that in Southeast Asia, we're all different creatures, different cultures, and, you know, really, really being able to reach out to the right channels. Like, you know, in Myanmar back then, only have Facebook and only Facebook. If you, if you do Facebook, uh, Instagram ads or what you were to do, like uh, Snapchat stuff, you're thinking that people from Myanmar will see you, it's, it's not going to be true, right? So that's how it is. Yeah, that's very exciting. And uh, what really sh- shocked slash astounded me when I arrived here was basically in Europe and the US, we all did the transition from... Uh, I don't know, no internet to computers, laptops, desktops, and then phones. But in Southeast Asia, they kind of skipped the laptop part because no one had laptops and no one had internet at home. And so the easiest thing to buy was a phone and they would go to communal spaces to get internet. So apps are much more important here in Southeast Asia. And anything that's on your phone is going to work so much better than something that works on a laptop. Everyone is used to using their phone and their apps. And you go on a subway or anywhere and everyone is constantly on their phone. Like it's really phone world. And that was that quite surprised me. So especially working in the startup world, it's like everyone needs to have an app. Everyone needs to have phone accessibility and a website that looks good on phone and so many different things. So you have to make sure that you're really accessible and that you're targeting, like you keep in mind your target market to make sure they, they so just what you said, right, Myanmar, they're going to use Facebook and in, in Vietnam, they're going to use something else. And then in every different country, they use something else. So that's what's very interesting, I think, when you come as an entrepreneur uh, to Southeast Asia to, to know how to uh, personalize your product for every country, which also makes it more challenging in a certain way, but it also makes it uh quite interesting and, and with way more opportunities. So from what you're telling me, your your company is based in Singapore. Um, you hire remotely. I'm just interested in the, like the nitty gritty uh, business starting. If someone were to come to Southeast Asia, would you recommend also to go to Singapore to get started? Or I've, I mean, Malaysia also seems like a great place because everyone speaks English also and it's easier. So what are your thoughts on that? I think really depends on what business you you want to do. Uh, for 
for me, I would highly recommend you to um, start in Singapore, of course, because uh, Singapore is a financial hub, but that's besides the point. Uh, having run a cafe retail chain across three countries, Singapore, Malaysia, and Indonesia, I, I can say that Singapore is really stable and we really go by the books. Like, it's black, it's black, it's white, it's white. There's no grey area. When I was doing business in other countries, there were grey areas, right? And Sometimes even by the books, you can't really get things done. You have to go to the mafia to really sort things out before coming back to the main point. But anyway, um, yeah, so start in Singapore is definitely a, a great way because uh, you can incorporate a company here if you want to, but um, definitely a good platform, especially when Singapore is known as a stable country. You know, we, we pray, you know, keep fingers crossed. There's no riots, you know, and, and they're really, really staying uh, with this this branding that we have that Lee Kuan Yew has built for us over the last 54 years, you know, I, I really feel that that's, that's really awesome. Okay, cool. So yeah, Singapore is a good place to start. I mean, I've been, I was there a few weeks ago and definitely it makes sense. Um, and then you'd say maybe start with Singapore and then start expanding, uh, I guess, as an online business uh, to the countries closer and then, well, yeah, it depends on, on what kind of business, I guess. What about you? Are you ever, have you ever thought of expanding to, um, I don't know, any other country in Southeast Asia or even Europe or the US? So basically, like I said, we, we are an online platform, we are an online community. It can be anywhere. I've done business offline in Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia and exited to a public listed company. So to me, offline is not something that I'm interested in as much anymore. My passion is still doing the online piece. So the company can be in Singapore, but the online presence can be international. And we work with uh, partners locally in different countries so that, like I shared with you, we teach it to them and then they teach it to the, their own communities because they know the people better. So that's how we are spreading it forward. So that's why we, we are in seven countries now. So Rich Woman, we're in seven countries. The brand is in seven countries. Uh, we have uh, about 200,000 uh, members. So that's really, really super cool. And our vision is to empower 1 million women to go from offline to online so that they can really own the effort, you know, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. And in fact, uh, we are working with Kim Kiyosaki right now. Uh, we are going to we're going to share and openly about um, uh, investing, you know, cash flow and really looking at their financial life of women. You know, how can women really uh, know their financial life and address money in a different uh, way. Or you know, if money is very simple, money is very easy. But how can we, uh, how can we address that even better for women? Yeah, so that's what we're going to do. That's pretty cool. I'm also working in the financial education space here in Malaysia, um, and it's been quite interesting seeing uh, the attitudes here and what people are lacking and what people are actually interested in. There's so many e-wallets. It's crazy. <laughs> Everyone's looking to save a few cents uh, on everything that they spend. It's so it's quite funny. Uh, I'm working with a fintech here, so it's it's cool to see that. And more talking about your personal. Uh, so this is a financial independence podcast, right? So we talk about uh, investing and retiring early. Obviously, this business is is it doing well for you? And is your plan eventually to reach financial independence? What are your thoughts regarding that? 
Always, always look into your expenses. You know, what are you spending on, right? And versus your, uh, you know, is it residual income or your passive income? I've built passive income structures over the last seven years. And my expenses is way lower than my, um, I mean, way lower and less than my, uh, the, the passive income is coming in. And because anything that is less than, okay, your expenses less than your passive income, you are financially free, right? So always, always look at these two pieces. I think that's very important. Now, uh, my business is definitely growing. The brand is definitely growing. We have vision to grow to 20 countries uh, or more. Okay, and of course, uh, right now we are working hard and that's why we are, you know, reaching out to people uh, to get ourselves seen, to get ourselves heard. It's all about the distribution channels and uh, so we are doing that uh, for So Rich Woman and really, really looking into helping, sharing the message and what, how do you, how can we, how do I say this? This is more like the more people we serve, the more effective we become. So that's what I believe in. We, we, we serve more women, we help more women, we serve them at our, at our highest capability and ability through our platform, through our network. You know, the more efficient we become, we become because we understand what's working, what's not. And then, you know, we, we tweak along the way and then we just keep improving, right? So that's how things are going. Yes, that makes sense. And but in terms of uh, finances, I've done a little bit of research, but is it easy for, you know, a woman or not, like anyone to start investing in the stock market, uh, build up, uh, like invest in ETFs and index funds, and then build your portfolio up and then maybe retire uh, early? Is this something that you're trying to teach uh, in your community or... Is it more passive income or, yeah, what, what kind of strategies exactly are you uh, talking about? Okay, so first and foremost, So Rich Women help women to uh, find our ultimate goal, whatever we do through our So Rich Women blueprint. We help them to get clients online, to get recognition online, right? So to get recognition in terms of building their brand. So that's what we do primarily to help women to go from offline to online. In terms of like what you say, is it, is it stocks? Is it uh, stocks and shares? Or is it investing or, or stuff like that? That Eventually, that could be a progression of investing. That's why we are working with Kim Kiyosaki because she's strong and she's good in this area. But what I think is important is what is your area of focus? Because um, if... Don't don't just listen to people. Okay, I mean, I just have to say what I want to say, right? Like a lot of people, women tell me, oh, you know, someone told me that this is something that I want to buy. You know, this property is good, or this 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 shares is good, or this this thing is good, and then they want to invest their money. And but the person advising them have not even put a single cent into that part. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like to me. If you want to go into into your passive income structures or whatever not, always look for people who are a student of that product. Okay, look look at it as if they're advising you to do something, they must be a student of that product. So I am a student of Soul Rich Woman because I put together all my experiences and knowledge and really have successful case studies of women across the region successfully gone online and, you know, thriving online and and that in itself right is a student a result right because i'm a student of my own own platform and because of that i am convincing and i'm good at what i do so if i were to share with people would you like to come on in uh, to to start your passive uh, to to go online to be found and then through there build your automation and you know eventually have passive income then 
Yeah, we will be the expert. But if you were to do other things, like, you know, if you're not a student of that, if you're advising people, you're seeing that person, you know, not a student of that product, really, really think twice uh, about doing whatever that you're going in to build your financial independence. So that's what I want to say. So financial education is definitely has a long way to go, I guess, uh, in, in South, well, I mean, in uh, yeah, in, in your programs. Um, well, Janisha, thank you very much. We're going to do some uh, quick final questions, if that's okay with you. First one, where can our listeners find you online? Well, you can find me online at soulrichwoman.com. That's uh, S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com, soulrichwoman.com. Uh, you can go and download uh, our how to delegate 80% of your to-do list to your assistant and help them, ask them to help you to make money, right? So I think really believe that a lot of women are so fearful of outsourcing, finding a, you know, uh, delegating out because they want to do everything themselves because we are all perfectionists, we're all stubborn. (laughs) We have all stubborn traits within us, you know, we want to do things. So I, I highly encourage you to really, really, uh, do that if you go to spa. Do you go to spa? Do you do massage? Do you do manicure, pedicure? Do you have indulgences with food? Well, if you say yes to any of the above questions, really, really take off just $50 a month or $50 a week and then ask yourself, can you invest that into your business so that you can free up your time and that you can uh, function really truly in your zone of genius so that you can be a soul rich woman, not a soul poor woman. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, honestly, everyone has issues delegating, not not just women. It's really, <laughs> we're, we're all <laughs> dealing with delegation. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a human problem. Um, it's okay. Just keep running until your bank account looks like your phone number. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, question number two what is one resource not well known that you would recommend to others whether that's a book a blog uh, something you've read and that you think others should okay if there's a book uh, for you to read I think the one of the key books I think that I highly recommend is The Rich Dad The Poor Dad yeah okay yeah, really really that. look into read that one yeah so go look at that because I really think that uh, financial education here in Southeast Asia is still uh, growing uh, but but really the, the next piece will be after you read the book play the cash flow game, Mm, right? And then that's only when that you can fully experience what is it like and then get connected with us in So Rich Woman. I'm sure there are ways to help you to bring your business online and get to more clients and do more for your life. Yeah, uh, we did a retreat in uh, earlier this year in Portugal and we were all playing the cash flow game and it's definitely a mind, mind changer. And last question, what is the number one actionable tip for someone to get started on their path to, I mean, you say the F word, fabulous, um, financial independence. Yeah. What is your number one actionable tip? Well, the, the one actionable tip will be to really finding that voice, uh, regardless of where you are at in the world listening to this right now, uh, or whether you want to go from offline to online or owning the F word, regardless, is to always find that voice. Because if you, you're sell to everybody, sell to nobody, speak to one, speak to many. So do that. Nice. Perfect. Great way to end it. So thank you very much, Anisha, for coming onto our podcast. Thanks for having me on your show, Araminta. I really enjoyed it. Hey, Matthias, do you think there are no financial independence Facebook groups yet? 
Yes, there's definitely a shortage in financial independence Facebook groups. That's why we want to create another one. And the real reason is that we want to get some feedback on our episodes to have a conversation with our listeners, um, to follow on the topics. And you might also have some questions around our content. Gotcha. And also, we've been talking with more of you guys at meetups, on Reddit, in Facebook groups, the Five Europe retreat, obviously, we organized. And this is, in the end, the main reason why we started the whole podcast project to talk to guys like you, uh, learn more from you, case studies, answer questions, and like hopefully all grow and learn from that together in the end and become stronger, smarter, and hopefully also richer people. So, you know, Matthias, say I'm interested in this. Where do I find this Facebook group? Yeah, just go to your Facebook app and type in FI Europe podcast or just click in our show notes. There's a link for the Facebook group or go to our website. There's also a link. So yeah, just type in FI Europe podcast. See you in the group. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing to your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time.